والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعمل من الصالحات من ذكر أو أنثى وهو مؤمن فلنحيينه حياة طيبة وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ومن أعرض عن ذكري فإن له معيشة ضنكا ونحشره يوم القيامة أعمى وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulamai kiram, brothers and elders. One of the most repeated statements, young and old, men or women, rich or poor, generally anyone and everyone, among the most repeated statements is that I have a problem. The words may be a little different sometimes, but the crux of it all is the same. <coughs> that there is some problem or the other in my life. The first thing is that this world is a place where every person Allah Ta'ala has already promised that he will test each person. Allah Ta'ala says, In the Arabic language, the word, the lam, with the fatha on it, in some instances, it comes for emphasis. And that noon with the tashdeed at the end, is something separate, which also comes in some instances for emphasis. So this word has been bordered by emphasis on both sides. So as we will say, emphasis upon emphasis. Allah Ta'ala says, most certainly, most definitely, we will test you. And why? Because the prize is very big. So according to the prize, there's a test. And the prize is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Allah Ta'ala has purchased, bought off the lives and the wealth of every believer in lieu of Jannat. So the prize is Jannat. The very big prize. Prize is Mala Ainun Ra'at, Wala Udhunun Sami'at, Wala Khatara Ala Qalbi Bashar. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard of, and no heart can even imagine. That is the prize. So according to the prize, there's some test. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ نَقْسِمْ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ Some examples of the test. Allah Ta'ala gives some examples of the test that we will certainly test you with some loss. بِنَقْسِمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ With some fear. Fear in whichever form. With some hunger with some loss 
in wealth and lives. So these are all just examples. Allah Ta'ala says, وَبَشِّرِ sabirin Give glad tidings to those who have sabr and patience. So the test will come. Now in this test, how does a person still maintain his composure? How does a person still remain in control? How does a person not get overwhelmed with the situation? What will make him maintain his sanity? All this depends on what is in the heart. The heart is king. And if the heart is in control, then everything else will be in control. If the heart is in control and the heart is at peace, then the tongue will not utter anything that will be against the commands of Allah Ta'ala or something that is not supposed to utter. If the heart is in control, then the person will not start thinking of things that he's that will take him away from Allah Ta'ala. People start thinking of suicide. People start thinking of trying to resolve their problems in a haram way. If somebody is in a financial crisis. If the heart is in control and there's Allah Ta'ala in the heart, then the last thing that will ever cross this person's mind also is knocking on the bank manager's door to take some haram interest loan. That will be the last thing that will ever cross his mind. Because the heart is king. So the test will come. But now what will make this, all these tests be taken in one stride? It depends on what is in the heart. And what is the issue that will bring Allah Ta'ala's love, muhabbat, that peace and tranquility in the heart? This Allah Ta'ala has given the prescription himself. That whosoever, man or woman, does righteous actions together with Iman. Righteous actions together with Iman. Iman is the foundation. And together with that righteous actions, Allah Ta'ala says, we will certainly give him a good life. Now a good life, every person can see for himself that a good life is not dependent on the things of the world, the material comforts and possessions. Otherwise it means every poor person would certainly be in despair and every wealthy person would be the happiest. Whereas that's not the case. Many a wealthy person is committing suicide, Allah Ta'ala forbid. And many a poor person is very happy. And sometimes the other way around. So that in itself doesn't mean anything. So what is the guarantee? What will bring this? That what is this meaning of Hayate Tayyiba? Hayate Tayyiba is Allah Ta'ala will bless the heart with something. The heart will become as Hazrat Wala Rahmatullah used to say, gham proof, grief proof. Hazrat to give the example that if Switzerland can manufacture a watch which they can call waterproof, that it goes deep down, the swimmer is diving, the diver is diving 50 meters, 70 meters, 100 meters below the surface, 
and he is wearing this watch and he comes back after a long time what pressure is there at the bottom and after a long time he surfaces not one bit of water not even the moisture has managed to get into it whereas there's water all around and there's the pressure of the water also deep down in the ocean there's the pressure of the water as well and despite water being surrounding it and the pressure of the water on top of it that what watch comes out without even moisture in it so likewise the body the physical self can be surrounded in the middle of all kinds of challenges but if the person's heart has been attached to allah taala allah taala makes that heart grief proof grief proof doesn't mean he will not feel sad about anything he is human after all but he won't get overwhelmed he will not lose control his grief also will be mixed with a kind of happiness in that grief that in that too when he will submit to allah taala he'll feel happy that i submitted to allah taala in that submission he'll feel happiness in the pain he'll be in grief and his submission he'll get happiness so what is the prescription to this again allah taala says wa may ya'mal min as-salihati min dhakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'min together with iman a'mal as-saliha righteous deeds in our mind righteous deeds sometimes well well and good i make my namaz i do some other amal as well but the issue is that what is the level of the righteous deeds in our lives and is the effect of these righteous deeds getting cancelled and negated with negative things also amal we cannot understand and will never understand the value of amal in this world the value of one subhanallah we can't understand where we will be able to understand what is the value of one farz the value of one subhanallah we cannot understand that reality in this world hazrat mufti shafi sahab rahmatullah alaihi he says when i was a little child so like children sometimes play with all kinds of things so simple toys they have Now, whatever it was it was something like maybe we can understand for our purposes something like tin caps there some little small little things that they were playing with and rolling something that could roll it was some little thing which cost nothing maybe some thing like a cap or whatever it was so the children used to collect these things and then they would compete with one another both will roll that cap whoever rolls further he will win the other person's cap whatever that item was so he says one day my brother and i we are now competing with one another with this so he says i was a little child of few years old 4 5 years old maybe more 5 6 years old and he says now i had a whole heap of these caps or whatever it was my brother had his and now we started playing and he says every time that we competed his rolled further than mine and as a result he took it away so 1 2 3 5 in a short time i was left with nothing and he says when i was left with nothing as a little child 6 7 years old at the most so now this was just a little game but he says i became so sad and so despondent i started crying so profusely that for a long time nobody could console me and i couldn't 
imagine such a loss. My heart was broken completely. I was totally shattered. That everything I lost, now imagine this was worthless. And he says, now I, I was just uncontrollable. Any case that time passed, he says later on in life as I grew up, and every time that I thought about that incident, that as a child I felt so broken, so despondent, I felt like my whole world had closed upon me. When I lost those little worthless caps, he says, I feel such an embarrassment now that I made such an issue about that. I became so despondent. I was so uncontrollable. He says, I feel such an embarrassment about it. And in fact, I laugh about it sometimes that how futile it was. And what a, what a thing I was crying over. And now I laugh about it also. But then he advised on that and he said, that just as today we laugh over those tears that we spilt and those heartbreaks that we felt over those futile things in our childhood days. Worthless things. And that time it was like the whole world. And now when we look back, we look back 20 years ago, 50 years ago, sometimes somebody in their old age looking back 70, 80 years ago, it makes one feel how futile, what a kind of thing. I was laughing crying over such a thing. He says, likewise, tomorrow when we are now moved on from this dunya and into the akhirat, and when you look back into the world, about all those things that we fought over in terms of dunya. Now at that time in a child's life, if somebody gave him some big note, that would have meant nothing for him also. He lost all his caps. If he didn't know that what that note is worth, it meant nothing to him. So like that, that at that time he didn't realize the value of that note. All he knew was the value of those caps. Like that when a person will reach the akhirat, when he'll look back into the dunya, and he'll think, I fought over all these things, futile things, worthless things. Now he will be comparing it with the value of a'mal. In the akhirat when he sees the value of one subhanallah, when he sees the value of one tasbih, one ayat of the Quran Sharif he recited, one salah he made with jama'ah, the value of each aspect of deen. Now when he is looking at that and comparing what the dunya was, and when he realizes I fought over these little things in the dunya, he will be so ashamed of himself, but that will be too late to be ashamed of it then. And at the same time, when he will see what is the value of the amal, now he will wish I had done more. Then it's too late. The opportunity is now in this world. That little child, he only knows the value of his things around him. Give him a choice between a uh, little ice cream and some valuable, priceless diamond. He doesn't know the value of the diamond. He wants the ice cream. And if he gets the ice cream, he got his whole world. And the diamond doesn't mean anything to him. Likewise, just as a child is a child, in terms of the reality of akhirat, we are like children also. On one side is an amal which cannot be equated with the dunya and whatever it contains. The whole world and what is, its contents cannot come anywhere near the value of that amal. But a person will sacrifice that for the sake of dunya. For the sake of trivial things of the dunya. For the sake of some entertainment of the dunya. He will sacrifice his salah jama'ah. 
for the sake of a few coppers, he will sacrifice his salah with jama'ah. He might even make that salah qaza. For the sake of what people may say in society, what kind of wedding you had, rather call it a funeral. Now what common people will make, now that becomes a major problem. So as a result, I can discard what was the way of Rasulullah but I got to get the praise of people. I don't get the praise of people, then I've, I've lost out big time. But the reality is we lose out in dunya also, we lose out in akhirat as well. That famous incident, Hazrat Tamir Rahmatullah had written, of one banya, very wealthy person. And he would mise with his wealth and never spend anything. On himself he would live a very frugal life. But now the time came for his daughter's wedding. So he thought now you've got to pull all the stops out because now is the time to make a statement. Everybody must talk about this for a long time. What a wedding he had. So he pulled all the stops out. And all the whole wedding party of the groom came from one week in advance. And he laid it out, lavish style. And after doing everything in style, beyond the style of the time. Now when the, finally the whole wedding was over, and the guests were now time to leave, he even dished out one, one gold coin to everybody. So he went, whatever he didn't spend in his whole life, he made qaza of all that. But now after all this, he had done all this for some objective, there's one agenda. The agenda was what name and fame I can get. How much of praises of people I will get. So now this was his whole objective. So he wanted to hear also, what, what are people talking about now? So as now everybody was getting to now start moving, he sneaked out quietly. And he went way ahead and hid himself behind some shrubs and trees or whatever. At that spot where everybody has to pass by. So now he's hiding there quietly. And now he's waiting to hear what will be this, the discussions as the, the horse and carts are going now. So eventually now the first group passed by. And as they are passing along, now he's listening very eagerly that they are going to be talking the world about him. But as they are going past, he can hear one talking to the other. And one person is saying, that such a wealthy person, there's only, like in our terms we will say, only 10 costs. If he put another 5 courses, what difference will it make to him? After all that, what he, he never spent his whole life to, and now to only 10 costs. Inna lillah. One, car, one cart went away. Now the second cart came along. As the second cart came along, now he's thinking maybe this person will say something. That person is saying to the other, his companion in the cart, such a wealthy fellow, and he gave one gold coin. If he gave two gold coins, what shortage will be to him? By the time the third card and the fourth card came, everybody had something negative to say only. That's when he realized he lost deen. He, well, there was no deen. He lost his dunya also, lost his wealth, everything. And whatever he had set out to gain, that too was gone. Because nothing can be gained if it is not from the side of Allah. And what a person tries to gain by displeasing Allah, he can never achieve anything. So, this life Allah Ta'ala has made, it's a test. Allah Ta'ala has already spelt it out. We will certainly test you. And all these various ways, these are just examples, apart from this also. But in all these tests, a person wants to be still in peace, in tranquility. Then the prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving, a'mal-e-saliha together with iman. Iman is the foundation. 
Amal Saliha, the most fundamental part of it is the faraiz, the salah. When it comes to salah, the first thing is that the regularity of the five times salah daily. Four times salah doesn't make a person pious. Four times salah doesn't make a person pious. Sometimes if you're missing one salah, we still feel Alhamdulillah, I'm very good. Alhamdulillah, four times a person is making four salah, that is very good compared to making less than four. But in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man fatathu salatun. Person misses one salah. It is like as if he has lost all his family and wealth, belongings, everything. One go. Now this is the value of that amal which will become apparent in the akhirat. In dunya we can't see it. And that is why here we compare what we can see only with our eyes. We can see the value of things around us. So a person would be ready to forego the salah for the things around. Like the child, that valuable diamond, priceless diamond doesn't mean much to him. That ice cream means a lot to him. We are also in like that same category like children. Then that salah with jama'ah. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is rahmatul lil alameen. He came as a mercy unto the entire mankind and universe. And despite having the greatest amount of mercy for his ummah, but Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is so disturbed that the person deliberately misses out his salah with jama'ah, the Nabi Sallallahu says, had it not been for the women and children living in the homes, I would have set fire to the homes of those who perform the salah at home without a valid reason. They don't come to the masjid to perform salah with jama'ah. I would have set fire to their homes. So what level of disturbance there might have been? That that compassion is so great, this went beyond that level. The level of disturbance, that this has to be set right. And again, because the value of it is so great, that salah with jama'ah cannot be compromised for anything. Unless there's a fa- valid shari'i reason, that's in its place. Without the valid reason, salah with jama'ah, no compromise on that. So Allah's Nabi Islam is given us a value of a'mal, which our eyes will open out to on the day of qiyamah. Like that child now, when he grew up, he's 50 years old, and now he's thinking, how foolish could I have been? That I was crying over those little futile things, those worthless tin caps, but now, when a person is in the akhirat, to cry over what has been left behind in the world is too late. So Allah's Nabi is opening our eyes up now. That to become concerned about what is our amal. This concern is a very big thing. We find in the lives of our Ahlullah, they were very concerned. Hazrat Tanwi Rahmatullah once Hazrat Khadi Aziz Hassan Majub Rahmatullah said to him that Hazrat, I find this anger in me. I need to sort this anger in me out. Sometimes I find this is getting the better of me. So Tami Rahmatullah said to him that at one time in my life also I felt that this anger had come into me. So then I gave a bayan which was then recorded and published under the name of Ilajul Ghadab. You read it, inshallah, you'll find that this will help you to overcome that anger. Now the lesson in this the lesson in this, 
Hazrat Tanwi Rahmatullahi, Mujaddid of the time, Hakimul Ummat, and a person who is an author of a thousand kitabs, but he is not complacent, he's checking within himself. And he detected this some anger, he treated it. How he treated it? In his capacity, he treated it by giving a bayan on it. And this was the Tamir Rahmatullah statement. Whenever I detect some deficiency in me, I give a bayan on it. What we understand from this is, that that bayan wasn't said, who else needs it? The bayan is, I need it. Many a times we advise others also, we advise them from a position of superiority. This person needs it. Never should that come in our mind when advising anybody. Advising our own children also. We have to advise. If there is something that needs to be, somebody needs to be guided on something, we have to give that advice. That is part of our dini responsibility. But never from a position of superiority. At that moment, if a person thinks of himself as better, it's not even permissible for him to give that advice. If he regards himself as better than the next person at that moment, that I am better and this person is lower than me, it is not permissible for him at that moment to give that advice. Because that advice, giving that advice at that time, will make him think of himself as even better. And make him look more down upon the next person, which is a great haram. So he is now going to involve himself in a haram by looking down upon the next person. He must first go and rectify his intention, rectify his intention and then give the advice. Stop for that moment, clear the heart of that wrong feeling, bring the correct intention in the heart and then give the advice. The advice has to be given. But the thing that for us to learn from this incident, that a personality of this caliber, and he is saying that I also detected this, I treated it by giving this bayan. Alhamdulillah, it helped me. That bayan has been recorded and transcribed and published. You read it, you'll also benefit from it. So they didn't even leave those things just by the way. That if this anger is in me, I'm just saying anything. I'm blurting out things out of the blue. I'm losing it as we call it. and Flying off the rails and whatever else. So well, that's part of my nature. Many times people say, well, that's me now. That's me, you've got to live with me like that. So... That is not me. That is the evil qualities that I have developed in me. Otherwise, what is me? Me is kullu mauludin yuladu ala al-fitra. Nabi Islam says, every child is born on a pure nature. The pure nature of iman, of tawheed. And the pure nature of all the pure qualities. Then it is the environment and the people around that then bring into that child whatever else comes into him. So these are all acquired things. And all things that can be treated if it's gone wrong. But it requires that fikr. It requires that a person be concerned. And sometimes we overlook things which we think are trivial. But there's nothing trivial. Hazrat, it was... One of the Akabir, perhaps the Shah Mu'inuddin Chishti Rahmatullah that once suddenly he just didn't have that same fervor in his salah. That khushu he felt had decreased somewhat. Now this little decrease in that khushu 
didn't let him sit at ease. He was now so overwhelmed with this that why did this decrease? Something is wrong. Now the last thing that we ask ourselves is within ourselves what is wrong? There's always something wrong with others around us. Something is wrong with the wife, something is wrong with the children, something is wrong with the neighbor, something is wrong with our colleagues at work, something is wrong with everybody else. The last thing we think about is, is there something wrong within me? He detected this little bit of decrease in his khushu, he became totally restless. <coughs> now he is crying repeatedly to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you open out to me, what is the specific issue? I am very weak, full of issues, but that specific issue which I am not even realizing, and I am not making toba from. Ya Allah, you open that out to me. Eventually he is one day inspired, after a long time of this crying and begging, either in a dream or is directly inspired in his heart, that particular day you made wudu and you omitted the khilal of the beard. Did you feel any grief over it? Now according to his level and position, he is being tested accordingly. But the point that for us to learn is, that that little deficiency that came in his khushu and khudu, that didn't allow him to sit at peace. Because he understood the value of that amal and the value of that khushu. Now the khilal of the beard is not farz or wajib. It's mustahab. But that mustahab action also, omitting it had a, an effect. But now somebody will say that I leave the sunnats out also and I don't think anything, don't feel anything. So the example to understand it is very simple. One is, the example that Hazrat Wala Rahmatullah used to give, the example of the person who weighs gold, the scale that he has, that it is very, very sensitive. I once had the opportunity of seeing such a scale, and I blew on it, it already started recording. Just blew on it, and the grammage started, electronic, so the grammage started showing, one gram or two grams, whatever it was. So just the breadth, was also being weighed. Not even one gram, might have been milligrams. So that is how sensitive that is, that even the breath gets weighed on it. And the other is the weigh bridge. Till a super link doesn't come onto it, that needle doesn't move. So our hearts and the hearts of the Ahlullah, this is the difference. Their hearts, due to the zikr of Allah, wa ta'ala, due to their level of taqwa, due to the love of Allah Ta'ala in their hearts, due to their consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, their hearts become so sensitive, like that scale on which gold is weighed. Now the slightest thing happens, as Hazrat Khadi Aziz Hassan Majub Rahmatullah says, Gar zabaghe dil, khilale kam buwad, bar dile salik, hazara gham buwad. Gar zabaghe dil, is comparing the heart to a garden. Uh, the garden, a huge garden, an orchard. How many trees are in that orchard? And every tree, how many branches? And every branch, how many other twigs on it? And then that's full, you, in the millions. But he says from this garden of the heart of the wali of Allah Ta'ala. One is a garden out there, this garden of the heart. There's billions inside. Forget millions. There's billions in their hearts. But if one twig gets less from it, now if that from that whole garden one twig went away, 
one bird came and picked it up and went away, what shortage came into it? But that is the garden outside. From the garden of the heart of the true salik, the person who is truly seeking Allah, if one twig gets less, meaning one sunnat got left out, one mustahab got left out, because his heart is now understanding what is the value of these amal. So every twig is like one amal. One mustahab got left out, bardile salik hazara gambuad. It's like a thousand griefs has come in his heart. Now this khushu got less a little, he can't remain at ease, he is like a fish out of water. And unfortunately our situation is like that way bridge. That till something really major doesn't happen, that needle doesn't move, we don't feel anything happened. Person just feels totally at ease, like nothing happened. Sometimes we'll commit major gunas, sat and made guna of the eyes for minutes and hours on end. And the heart didn't move. That darkness was engulfed in the heart and absorbed from so long. And that way bridge didn't even show anything. So when one mustahab will get left out, what needle is going to move there? One sunnat will get left out, which needle is going to move? When the salah with jama'ah got missed out, the needle didn't move. So if the takbir ula gets left, what needle will move? The issue is the heart. And this is that heart that Allah Ta'ala is speaking about. That when that heart, Allah Ta'ala will make it a heart of happiness. Now in the middle of all those challenges, like that waterproof watch in the depth of that ocean, water at, in every breath and every inch of the outside, in every millimeter of the outside, and then on top of that, the pressure of the water. But yet that water, that watch comes out without even any moisture in it. Likewise, the hearts of the Ahlullah, despite all the challenges, but their hearts are still with Allah Ta'ala. All the challenges are in its place, but their hearts are not moved in a way that they get overwhelmed, that they are now complaining against Allah Ta'ala about anything. They are at peace with Allah Ta'ala. Rada bil qada. Rahmatullah used to say, that Hazrat Shah Abdul Ghani Pulpuri Rahmatullah once asked him that what is, uh, Hazrat Thanvi asked him, Hazrat Pulpuri Rahmatullah what is the level beyond ikhlas also? Ikhlas is the highest level we understand. There's a level beyond ikhlas as well. Hazrat, what is it? Hazrat Thanvi Rahmatullah replied, beyond ikhlas is raza bil qada. That a person is happy with the decree of Allah Ta'ala in every situation. Whatever his condition. Whatever condition Allah Ta'ala kept me in, that is the best condition for me at this time. He will make dua for afiyat, he will undertake whatever means are within his capacity to ease his situation, but his heart will be at peace with Allah Ta'ala. So this Allah Ta'ala will grant on the basis of what? On the basis of improving that iman and amal saliha. And when this love of Allah Ta'ala comes in the heart, then when there's happiness in the heart, a person can only see happiness around him. Dil gulista tha, to har shayse tapakti thi bahar. Zawala says, that dil gulista tha, when the heart was in happiness, when the heart was a garden, was this beautiful lush garden, meaning with the love of Allah Ta'ala. This is the fruit of this garden of the heart. That when the heart was a garden, 
तो हर शेषे टपकती थी बाहर ओनली द ग्रीनरी दिल बयाबा हुआ सारा जहां बयाबा हो गया पर वेन द हार्ट बिकेम ए डेजर्ट वेन द हार्ट बिकेम डेसलट वेन द लव ऑफ अल्लाह तला केम आउट एंड ऑल द टॉन्स ऑफ सिंस केम इन तो सारा जहां बयाबा हो गया द होल वर्ल्ड नाउ इज लुकिंग लाइक ए डेजर्ट द होल वर्ल्ड इज लुकिंग लाइक टोटली बैरन and nothing is giving him any kind of enjoyment nothing is giving any peace nothing is giving any pleasure the issue is inside when the heart was in happiness he could see happiness everywhere when the heart is in turmoil everything else looks like in turmoil also otherwise in that heart that happiness of that heart the person will see positive in everything like that incident of that buzrug who was walking with his associates and then somebody threw some hot ash from top on the upper story in carelessness not bothering about who's walking down or whatever the case is just flung it out so that hot ash fell on him so as soon as it fell on him he paused for a brief moment and then said alhamdulillah so somebody thought that now he's got a overdose of taqwa that is this a occasion to say alhamdulillah This is the occasion of saying Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilaihi Rajiun. There's a musibat, and on a musibat, what is taught in the Sunnah is to say Inna Lillah. Whatever musibat is there, whatever difficulty, inconvenience, Nabi Islam has taught this that a person says Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilaihi Rajiun. So now they thought this person went down on overdose. They asked him, "Mazhab, is this the occasion to say Alhamdulillah?" He said, "I didn't say Alhamdulillah on ash falling on me. I didn't say Alhamdulillah on that." for that moment i thought that i am such a person that i deserved fire falling on me alhamdulillah it wasn't fire i am such a person so evil that if fire rained down upon me then that was what i was deserving of i made shukr on that that allah taala didn't rain down any fire on me now in that moment of outward total musibat but when the heart was with allah taala that heart still erupted with shukr <coughs> alhamdulillah because he saw the positive in this too so this will be when the heart is in happiness meaning the happiness that allah taala blesses then everything around will also give the person happiness and he'll see in everything he'll see the manifestation of the qudrat of allah taala in those things his aspirations getting cancelled Hazrat Ali radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu he says araftu rabbi araftu rabbi bi fasqil azaim how many times i made a plan i made a firm decision about something i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that and every time i saw my decisions getting cancelled my resolutions getting nulled and void he says in all this i recognized my allah i recognized my rabb I'm not the doer. See, I thought I'll do this. Allah Taala made it such that I didn't manage to do it. Now He is seeing Allah Taala's hand in that and getting closer to Allah Taala. Araftu Rabbi bi fasqil azaim. So the whole issue comes down to the heart, and this heart will come, will become closer to Allah Tabaraka wa Taala by improving amal and amal the enthusiasm for that amal. that himmat and courage for that amal and that himmat and courage to stay away from the haram this comes 
from the company of the Ahlullah and from the righteous environments. This is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed. Person is in a righteous environment, he's in the company of pious people, then this rubs off. This is something that comes heart to heart and it comes in company. A person goes out 40 days, 4 months and what his life sometimes was before and he comes back and it's a totally different picture provided he spent his time correctly, he spent his time how it was supposed to be spent but it is actually having spent his time correctly in the right environment. Otherwise if he goes alone to do it and come he won't make it. So it is that environment of the righteousness. This is where it comes from. This is what we have to hold on to. Reading the writings of the Ahlullah, listening to their talks, and even if we're listening to the same thing 10 times, 50 times, but we listen to what is authentic, what there is no doubt about, or we read what there is no doubt about, and we read not for the near, with the niyat of trying to just increase information, with the niyat of gaining our Islam and reformation. Then sometimes we read just for five minutes also, and that too will make a huge difference in our lives. But with adab and with the right intention. And otherwise we listen or read for one hour, and it will be entertainment. So the issue is to develop the heart, and develop the qualities of the heart. To bring the heart closer to Allah wa ta'ala, then this dunya also will become a little sample of Jannat. And the real Jannat will be waiting for us in the Akhirat. May Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 
ಗರ್ಭದಂ ಮುಸ್ಲಿಮೀನ್ Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you have given us all the ni'mats, Ya Allah. All your bounties we have benefited from, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, day and night we are eating all your ni'mats, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you are breathing your air, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are wearing the clothes you gave us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are using all the comforts and luxuries you granted us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how ungrateful we have been, Ya Allah, that for all this we have returned all this with sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive this ingratitude, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive this great crime of ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive every sin of ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our family members, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower down your Rahmat on the Ummah, Ya Allah. 
Allah shower down your forgiveness on the ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, give us a tawfiq of being those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those a'mal and save the entire ummah from those a'mal that bring down your adab, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from every sin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the tongue, ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, ya Allah. Ya Allah, clean and purify our hearts out of every sin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of deen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, spread the winds of hidayat throughout the world, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, enable us to follow the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us the love of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, make us the true and ardent followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, put the hatred of the ways of Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make us your true servants, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true servants, ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true and loyal servants, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are ill, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul alamin, all those who are in any final financial difficulty, remove their difficulties with afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant barakat in each person's rizq, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who have passed away, fill their qabars with nur, ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, ya Allah, take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, ya Allah, take us on tawbat al-nasuh. Ya Allah, make our qabars gardens of jannah first, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all those who have made any, ya Allah, ihsan upon us, give them the best reward of their ihsan in dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, those whose rights we have not fulfilled, ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq of fulfilling the rights of each person, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, if we have forgotten the rights of somebody, ya Allah, ya Allah, put in their hearts to forgive us, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, do not take us to task on the day of qiyamah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not take us to task on the day of qiyamah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing we can account for, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are full of sins, ya Allah. We are full of weaknesses, ya Allah. Ya Allah, if you are going to question us on that day, you will be destroyed, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, without any reckoning, ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus, ya Allah. Ya Allah, if you are going to question us, Nabi Islam is going to be embarrassed, ya Allah. That what kind of ummati of mine has come, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save Nabi Islam that embarrassment, ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make our hearts as sensitive as that gold wing scale, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, enable us to have the fikr for deen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the fikr of islah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, let us be concerned all the time about our amal, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, put the value of amal in our hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all the sifat of iman, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who are present, you are the know of the unseen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of what is the cry of each person's heart, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the know of each person's aspirations, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove each one's difficulties with afiyat, ya Allah. Grant each one's pious aspirations with afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who asked us to make dua for them, ya Allah, give them the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah remove all their difficulties with afiyat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu begged for ya Allah we are also asking for all the good ya Allah whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked refute from ya Allah you grant us protection as well ya Allah Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min 
شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين والحمد لله